Welcome on into the Sports Voice After Dark. Not technically after dark as it's about 6 o'clock on this Wednesday evening, but we're going to record anyways. A fun podcast coming up to you for those tuning in right now. We have a bunch of stuff coming. We have are putting the Sports Voice After Dark Athlete of the Year on hold, unfortunately. But we got to get this started. Northwestern put up 54 points in East Lansing. Matt McHugh, Amit Malak, alongside Ari Ross. Both of us were there, Matt. What was your first reaction to that? Wow. So, okay. So, let's back it up. I was I was working the sidelines for WNUR for that game, and after Clayton Thorson threw that pick six to make it 14 nothing, I was going, oh, wow, I came to this game? This is going to be terrible. <laughs> what was I thinking coming to this game? This is just going to be a miserable trip. And then, I guess it's safe to say things kind of turned around after that with Northwestern scoring 54 points. All right, they scored 54 points. Northwestern football. And what, not, what is this? <laughs> not only the 54 points is the crazy part, but if you had told me Michigan State would jump out to a 14-0 lead in the first yeah, six minutes yeah. of that game, it would I thought I would have thought it went over. I mean, there's there's no doubt that Northwestern, the defense was not expecting Lewerke. The offense just, I mean, they had that pick six, but suddenly it all turns around. They suddenly start torching Michigan State, and then suddenly they're up 33-17, and Michigan State comes back, albeit on a couple deep throws. They bring in O'Connor. They probably should have started the game with. True. But maybe they don't jump out to that lead. And then Michigan Northwestern just continues to pound on. Even when that game got close, it's 33-31. Northwestern immediately, Solomon vault to the house. Yeah, that, that play was great. I loved that. That play was so fun to, to be on the field while that was happening. Um, I really like what you said, though, about the preparing for the quarterbacks. We saw Lewerke first, and before the game, we were talking about that. We didn't really know, and I don't think Northwestern didn't know either, which quarterback Michigan State was going to go with. They had three options listed on their depth chart as the starter, so that's very difficult to prepare for that. Um, and I think you're right. I think they weren't exactly ready for Lewerke at first, but turns out he doesn't throw the ball downfield well, like, at all. <laughs> and that was very easy for them to, to fix and adjust as they went along. Michigan State obviously makes a switch going to O'Connor, who was able to throw the deep ball pretty effectively, but also just isn't that good in his own right. So Michigan State had the element of surprise working for them at first, but in the end it just turned out that the talent wasn't there from the quarterback position. Northwestern was able to take advantage, and that's how they won. Yeah, I think when I talked to Fitz in the pregame interview, he used the coach speak words, control the controllables. He said if number six, which is Damian Terry, comes in there, no, they're going to see more option. He never mentioned Lewerke, he never mentioned O'Connor. I think they were probably expecting either Terry or O'Connor. Yeah. Lewerke maybe threw him for a loop a little bit, but at the end of the day, they were able to figure it out. They worked through it. They figured out Lewerke pretty quickly. He was basically running and could throw a little bit. O'Connor came in. They were beaten deep a couple of times because R.J. Shelton's really athletic and really good. Yeah. And there's probably no one on the Northwestern secondary outside of Godwin or Carroll can really cover him. <laughs> and tough, yeah. Harris is not there. So it, it's it's tough. But, I mean, they won this game. And a heck of a performance by them all, all around. Yeah, there's some past defense numbers that you can look at. It. They weren't that great. But at the end of the day, they put up 54 points on the road in enemy territory against a Mark D'Antonio defense who, yeah, they're having a down year, but it's the most points a team that Mark D'Antonio has coached in East Lansing has ever given up. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm still completely surprised that Northwestern could score 54 points. And got to keep in mind, this is a team that scored seven points against Illinois State earlier this season. This is that same team. And I think if we're going to point to one area of improvement where you can say, okay, at the beginning of the year, this group wasn't getting it done, and now they figured it out, it's got to be the offensive line. Because the offensive line was one of the biggest weaknesses of this team that even going into the season it was a little a little shaky and then it looked real bad in those first few weeks. But 
this week and then last week, uh, two weeks ago against Iowa, the offensive line has looked really good. They've been able to open up so many more running lanes for Jackson, and we've seen Justin Jackson's numbers just fly off the charts. And Clayton Thorson also has a way more time to throw. He has he's gotten sacked I think twice in the last two games compared to like. I don't know, 10, 12 in those first few games. It's been a significant difference there as well. And if we're going to look at one group that says, okay, I think they they figured it out. They fixed something. That's got to be the offensive line. That's where I've seen the biggest change. Yeah, year. I would say they improved. I wouldn't say they've gotten as good as maybe you're talking about. They're still, their adjusted line yards this week were very similar to Iowa. They're not giving a whole lot of running room. Michigan State does have a really good defensive line. We saw True. Malik McDowell oh make a God. whole... That, that one in the backfield, Stern, M- Michael Stern, who was on color with yeah. us, mentioned that it looked like the Jadavian Clowney play in the bowl game against Michigan, and I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It's he, he was It was scary to watch how good he was. and I mean, you can't expect Northwestern, even if their line is playing well, that you can't expect them to do much against Malik McDowell. So even if you consider that, I'd say I'm pretty pretty content with the way that they played this week, considering yeah, they're, they're, they're going against a, probably a top-five draft pick. Yeah. Their, their pass defense was much better. Their run 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 block is – or pass blocking is much yeah. better. Their run block is much improved. They still have ways to go, and it would be great if they could give Justin Jackson a little more push so he can mm-hmm. not get hit two or three yards and maybe like four or five yards beyond the line of scrimmage. But they're doing pretty well. And so the question becomes, Northwestern sitting at 3-3, three and three, they are now 2-1 and one in the Big Ten. We'll get to the Big Ten West in a moment, Yeah. but how good can Northwestern be? They play Indiana this week on homecoming. Northwestern has not won in homecoming on my three years here. They have not won in, obviously, then your two years here. Yeah, last year was a little rough. <laughs> yeah, last year was a little, little rough. They lost to Iowa. Then they go to at Ohio State. I think both you and I will probably say that's a loss unless all hell breaks loose and... Yeah, that's pretty safe to say. That's pretty safe. <laughs> but then they have three winnable games against Purdue, Minnesota, and Illinois. How good can Northwestern be? Yeah, that's, that's, I'm kind of thinking about that too. I think this is going to be a, this weekend's going to be a big barometer for what this team is going to be doing in the future. I feel like Indiana's comparable to this team, maybe a little bit better, but not significantly better. Not an overwhelmingly difficult matchup for Northwestern. And if they win this game at home for homecoming. Be a, it'd be a nice moment for the school. I don't think they're going to be top of the conference contenders. That's just probably out of the question at this point. I'm not super confident in their ability to win all three of those games against Purdue, Minnesota. And I forgot Illinois. to mention the Wisconsin game, too. That, yeah, I'm going to put that in Ohio State category of it's going to be rough. <laughs> but Northwestern always seems to figure out Wisconsin, especially at home over the past couple years. That, that game last year, though, like there were like yeah, 50 different you, parts so where Northwestern would have lost. You weren't here. Wisconsin had Melvin Gordon. My sophomore year. It was a Yom Kippur matchup. Unfortunately, I wasn't there, but we rushed the field. Melvin Gordon rushed for 200-something yards. Godwin had three picks, and they won. Yeah, I mean, things happen, but again, last I'm just thinking about that Wisconsin game last year that Northwestern somehow won that game, despite the fact that they really just should have lost in so many different ways. Um, I just I think Wisconsin is so much better than Northwestern. I don't think that game's going to be too close at all, which is, it's okay. I mean, that's not a game that I would expect Northwestern to win. Neither is Ohio State. And I'm still worried about those three games that we look at the schedule and it's like, all right, three easy games right there. <laughs> Purdue, Minnesota, Illinois, all bad. I, I feel like Northwestern is capable of dropping one of those games. And the one I would think is most likely is probably at Minnesota, because Minnesota's not terrible, and it's going to be Give me a cold weather game. First going, round pick, Mitch, Le- Mitch Leiter. Oh, great quarterback, Mitch Leiter. Great quarterback. Still, still in the field for Sports Horse After Dark Athlete of the Year. I haven't seen so. the updated bracket, so we'll have to 
half, maybe half of it. Yeah, they did half of it last week, right? Yeah. yeah. Did half of it last week. We'll put the, the yes, the next half will happen next week. But Mitch Leidner, very good candidate for that. Very talented quarterback. It's, it's, it's a concept. The concept <laughs> of Mitch Leidner in itself is enough to bring oh bring people to their knees. I'll give you that because personally, I think Mitch Leidner should not be touched by an NFL team with a ten foot. Oh, pole. oh, oh! I would agree with you. Oh yeah, he's, <laughs> he bad. <laughs> yeah. he, he's, he's he's bad. Um, so then. What's Northwestern's right? Are they six and six, seven and five, eight and four? Are we gonna say they upset Ohio State and go nine and three? I'm thinking like six and six. Probably seems about right. Yeah, I don't know you. But I I'm probably would have to agree. I think Purdue, Minnesota, and Illinois. I'm gonna chalk them up as all wins. I have no faith in Minnesota. I get it's on the road, but I I think Minnesota's really bad, and people haven't figured out that yet, and they've just played really bad teams. The secret is Northwestern's not very good either. Yeah, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see about this. So I I think. Six to seven wins is looking at. I think the Indiana game and probably that Minnesota game are going to determine it. Mm-hmm. If they get a win at Wisconsin, then they'll definitely hit versus Wisconsin. Then they'll hit seven. And I think Ohio State's the only true loss on their schedule. I think I think I put Wisconsin in that true loss category. I think Wisconsin's on another level uh, than Northwestern, which is okay. I don't expect Northwestern to be on that level of a Wisconsin Ohio State. Um, and I agree with you. I think that Indiana Minnesota is going to kind of be where it, what decides it. I would say. Purdue and Illinois are pretty close to the closer to sure wins, and Wisconsin and Ohio State are closer to the sure losses. And I'm not sure what will happen with Indiana, Minnesota. I think one and one is a reasonable expectation. So I'm going with six and six this year for Northwestern. So now that also begs the question of bowl games. I don't know if we want to start talking about that now, but uh, I pulled up the bowl schedule. I go. am excited for the Quick Lane Bowl in Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan. That Zaxby's Heart of Dallas Bowl. That's you got to start There's talking some about good these. One. Foster Farms Foster Bowl. Fa- the Foster Clara. Farms are holiday bowl are ideal because yeah. California. The other one that's that's ideal is the Pinstripe. Pinstripe bowl. is another one. Yeah, I would I mean, love that's to the one. At, that's one at that's Yankee, Stadium. Yankee Stadium. Yeah. I think those are the ones Northwestern. They're, they're not going to get to that upper that eight win Outback Bowl, but they're they're looking at somewhere in between the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit, and sort of the Pinstripe Bowl and the Holiday Bowl and the Foster, Foster Farms, Farms yeah. Bowl, and if you throw in as well the. Um, the Zaxby's Heart of Dallas Bowl. Yes, true. That, that, I put that in the conversation. Maybe, yeah, it, that could be cool. Of, of all of those, what would you say would be the most impressive of those? Based, I would say consider the the location of where it is, consider the reputation of that bowl, and maybe the potential opponent. What would you say is the ideal bowl game for Northwestern? Reasonable, not like... Pinstripe or Foster Farms, you'd have to get seven wins to get to that. Mm-hmm. But because... A, the Pinstripe Bowl, National States, New York, you get to face an ACC team, or if they could face Notre Dame. Yeah. And that Notre Dame might not be even bowl eligible, but Northwestern Notre Dame would be a heck of a match. I'm thinking Notre Dame will get the bowl eligibility. They won't be a they'll be like they'll be six bad. and six. That'd they'll be like Northwestern Notre Dame yeah. would be a sneaky good matchup. That'd be fun. And then Foster, not in terms of the play as a mid. It would lab. be fun. <laughs> it was in terms of like people would come to games and that, that's the bowl the bowl would want. It would sell out. Foster Farms Bowl, you get to go to a warm warm place in Santa Clara, California. Get to play a Pac-12. Team. I think those two. I think not. I like as much as like a bowl game. Quick Lane Bowl would be nice. Like you could be playing like mm. some, you could Western Kentucky or some bowl eligible team. Yeah. And that I don't know if that's ideal. It's also in Detroit. <laughs> so I think yeah. we can already rule off New Year's Day bowl and probably like the Outback bowl in the upper. Yeah. But somewhere in that range is where Northwestern's gonna fall. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. I like. I mean, I'm obviously biased. I would say Foster Farms Bowl because that's like 20 minutes from my house. That'd be really cool <laughs> to go see Northwestern at Levi's Stadium. Um, but yeah, I'd say I'd say Pinstripe Bowl would be pretty cool too. Music City Bowl, maybe in reach. Maybe. That would New Orleans would be fun. I would, think the team would enjoy it too and 
it'd have to depend on whoever's going for W. You probably need an upset against maybe if they win both. If they beat Wisconsin, yeah, yeah. If they beat Wisconsin, that's certainly in the conversation. Um, I'm not as excited about the Quick Lane Bowl. That would be. It's three hours from my house, three four hours. So that's like the one plus. It's at what's at Ford Field, right? Ford Field, like sponsored by the Lions. Like as much as I want to go to Detroit, uh, the slogan that Clevelanders have for Detroit is at least we're not Detroit. So I mean, that could probably go the other way around too. I don't know. <laughs> hey, the Indians are World Series bound for those two have lived under a rock for the past 24 hours or so. So yeah. I knew I was going to get that in somewhere. It seemed oh, like wow. a good place I guess, to do I guess it. it came up. So, <laughs> um, all right. So I think we're I think we're in agreement there. And I think. Do you want to talk about Big Ten West a little bit? What I are, think. Yeah, what could happen there? Do you think? Okay, I, this is going to sound a little weird, but ass- all right. Let's assume Northwestern pulls off the upset against Wisconsin. Okay, so let's say they win that Wisconsin game. Do they have a chance at winning the Big Ten West? So the problem is Nebraska's undefeated, and they beat Northwestern. Yeah. And Northwestern's going to have at least one more Big Ten loss. Because right now they're 2-1, but they're going to they're they're lose They're going to lose times. So that's two losses. That means Nebraska would have to lose three times. And Let's look at the Nebraska game. Nebraska, they, they got have Ohio State. They got Wisconsin. Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Iowa. They would need to lose all three. And I just can't see them losing all three. They are all the road, but I feel like I was not that good. Like I was a sneaky pick to win the Big Ten West, but I just don't think they're that good. I was bad. I was. Like, I was. CJ Beathard is like another Mitch Leitner type, but actually decent. He's a little bit better and, than like, Mitch. He's more Leitner, like a Christian Hackenberg. They're not that good in the trenches this year, which is their problem. Yeah. Desmond King is really good. Desmond King is really good, but the rest of the pass defense isn't that good either. Like Northwestern threw all over them. Yeah. Too and they targeted though. Desmond King too, which is the craziest thing. Yeah. Austin Carr ended up with three touchdowns in that game. Like. Austin Carr is so good. Like, tan- tangent here. Yeah, yeah. Austin Carr needs to be in the discussion for the Balintikoff Award. Okay. That, that's, that's absolutely a hot take right there, but he, he is so good. He almost, he's going to get 1,000 yards by, like, week 10. I would. I, this is going to be maybe even a hotter take. You ready for this one? Yes. I don't think Austin Carr is that good. I think it's more on Clayton Thorson. I really do. Just hear me out on that, okay? Because Austin Carr, we've seen him for the last couple years, and he's fine. He's a decent possession receiver. He's got some good hands. But in terms of just like as a route runner, as a athletic player, he's nothing really that special. He's not like a super athletic guy. It's not like you're throwing the ball up to like a Julio Jones and you see, oh wow, he jumps up and makes an incredible catch. It's, it's more like okay, he Thorson gets it in the right spot and Carr is there to, with the hands to make the play. I think it's more on Clayton Thorson's development this year. I'm so high on Clayton Thorson, man. You have no idea. Hey, he's I, gonna get drafted in the sixth or seventh round by an NFL team, and yeah, he'll be really good. There, Trevor Simeon playing really before. well. Um, but I mean, even that comparison, Thorson's been better than Trevor was when Trevor was at Northwestern. Like, I think I think Thorson has developed so much, and I, I it's, it's fair to give a lot of credit to Carr. But it's I crazy think, to see how far the offense has come from last yeah, year. Like, everyone oh. is criticizing the entire offensive yeah. staff, and suddenly they put up thirty-eight and then fifty-four points. Yeah, I mean, you, you, the criticism oh. has stopped at this point. They're playing real on. As long as they as long as they keep this up, they should make a bowl game. I, I'm I'm with you there. I think they're looking decent for a bowl game. So shifting gears a little bit, Northwestern talked about it a little bit, but the NBA season is around the bend. Of course, we got the World Series coming up in a few weeks, but the NBA season is around the bend, and over unders have come up. A bit provided us over unders from what betting site? Um, that's a good. Were question. these from Westgate? They were not from no. Westgate. Bovada? I believe so. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's let's just check, but we could talk about them. Just so so we can. We're not going to run through them all. But we picked some key ones. Five so, that yeah. you, you, we have a lot of time, yeah. so we'll we'll talk in more depth. But we're gonna start with yeah. five ones that both of you think are your surest bets. Oh yeah, these are good. Okay. These are good. You want to start, Ari? So I will start. Um, I'm gonna go bold here. San Antonio is not hitting fifty six and a half. 
Really? I'm going under for San Antonio. I think they trade. I think. Why would you go bold if it's your surest bet? Oh, that's true. How sure would you be? So I also want to say that San Antonio <laughs> won 67 games last year. Other than like, remember that Warrior season? Everyone's yeah. talking about how good they were. The Spurs were so good. They how many home games did they lose? One. We'll, we'll save that for my bold selection <laughs> okay, later. Okay. Um, I agree with you. They are a little bit more flawed. They don't have any yeah, rim they, protection. They don't have rim. Lamarcus Aldridge. There's already talk about trading him. Yeah. He doesn't like it there. How Gasol's the starting center? What's going on there? Yeah, that's weird. And like, Kawhi's good, but like, they got Tony's Dwayne Deadman. It's not. It's not looking so, great. I'm with I you there. I think so. We'll we'll save that for later. But that's a big think, drop off. I that's don't a know. big yeah. I don't know. All right. So give me the another sure I bet. Give me another sure bet. The, 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 so the other sure bet, as I look through these, I think. Where, where was it? I had one pulled up. Minnesota over 41 and a half. Really? Carl, I, I am so high on Minnesota. Okay. I think Carl I pulled this aside as, as one I think they win about. somewhere in the 43 to 45 range. Like, they're not going to hit, like, 50. I think, but I think, they're, I think they're over everyone, 41. I think everyone is jumping on this Wolves bandwagon. It's tough to play in the Western Conference, and it's tough to pencil a leap for every guy in that team. Towns Fair. will have a sophomore leap. Wiggins, you know, he's developing. Levine... You know, under Tom Thib- Thibodeau, Thibodeau, like, yeah. I don't know how much his offensive game is going to improve. And he needs to develop secondary ball handling skills. Chris Dudd defensively under Thibodeau, great. As a rookie, Give me some growing pains. there's going to be some growing yeah. pains for, for this man. Having Ricky Rubio in that backcourt going to be some growing pains. And as the problem with this team, and has been, is they have no power forward. It's currently... Gorgie Dang. Hey, they have uh, Nemanja Bialica. They do, who is a stretch four. Um, <laughs> um, I'm with you, I though. like this Timberwolves team a lot, and I you know, I, I would love for them to make the plus. I think they're really exciting. I just don't know if we could pencil them in for over 500 right now. Anyway, it's, it's a that's, good that's bet. My it's call. a good bet. I'm, I'm thinking they could win 10 more games than they did last year, which would be 39. And 10 which games would is be a the, lot. And that's, 10 games, 10 games is, is a lot. lot and go. I think that's their ceiling. I think their ceiling is like a 39 to 40 win like, team. I don't think yeah. they're quite at that like 43 to 45 tier yet. I think they're going to improve. Yeah. I'm with either. I think they're going to get better than last year. I'd be kind of surprised if they're under 29. Um, they should they should hit at least 35. But I think they'll be in that 35, yeah. maybe 40 as a ceiling range. Yeah. They're the just not is, quite there the yet. The thing is, me. teams that gain over 10 wins in a season usually do so by adding players like LeBron James to your team. Yeah. The 2015 Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Like, how do you. How, how, what is your path? to gaining over 10 wins in a season. You draft a ridiculous talent. Chris Dunn is good, but not ridiculous. Towns gets better is or one more reason. Towns gets better, but... But he was so good last he, year, too. It he was, was so good. Like, can yeah. you really... His PR know. was already over 20 as a rookie. How do you get 10 wins better as a singular player? Like Wiggins could get better, too. Yeah. There's, there's things I can see like, that would no, help them out. But Every player on that team, there's I think room, t- for, there's room like, for growth. So that's the coach really one, though. Good. But did Brad True. Stevens do that? Did he? I don't, I don't. Brad Stevens is like a good like, I don't know, cerebral coach. But I wonder like let's, Thibodeau's going to improve that. Let's defense look up so Brad much. Stevens' uh, his win totals um, from when he first from that's when he took one over we can the talk Celtics. About too, yeah. Boston's win total. Yeah, that was Boston's one I want to talk about as well. I set that aside as as one of the ones I wanted to chat about. I said that was a pretty clear pick for the over. I don't yeah, know about you guys. Forty eight, and that, I have that. Their, down their over well. under is fifty one and a half, and. Boston, this is a team that last year won 48 games, and they just added Al Horford to a and team. Cr- Crawford, or, no, Crowder. Crowder was hurt for a more yeah. th- portions of the year. I believe Avery ba- Bradley was hurt for a little bit of the yeah, year. It's Rozier's going to improve a bit, and they like him a lot. They're gonna Rozier is going to play very much, I don't think. They're going to use Marcus Smart less, I uh, believe. I mean, he's depend- a bit- depending. Uh, it, they can mix and match is what I yeah. think is so deadly about yeah. them. They can go with Isaiah Thomas if they want that scoring in the backcourt, but... 
you could throw a Marcus Smart Avery Bradley backcourt and then just stifle the opponent's guards because those are two of the best defensive guards okay, so in the league. To to be fair, coaches can do this. Uh, the 2013-14 Celtics um, finished 25 and 57. That was in Brad Stevens' first year. Second year, 40 and 42. But first year for a coach, Could I be don't know about adjustment. Yeah, part there. I think they'll be good. But over 41 wins is a lot. It's a lot. I'm I'm saying I'm but, pretty comfortable about yeah. the under on that one. But uh, talking about Minnesota. the Celtics, team's very exciting. The thing is, do you think they could be a sneaky team? Not sneaky, but to make a trade this year and really try to make a run at the they Raptors. They tried the to go after Butler. I mean, that's the other thing. The Timberwolves could try and go after Butler if things go Ari with the the Bulls. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I doubt the Bulls do end up trading Butler, but part at front of the part, I don't think the Bulls I don't, will trade I don't know. I don't but at some point that they're in the but they're in the middle of like. But even if things go awry, like Ari, I don't know how you say that word. Awry. Awry. Um, yeah. Even if He's things Ari. even if things don't go well for this team, everyone's locked into two or three year deals. Or Wade is a two year deal. Rondo's what a but year can, with a player I, option. I read somewhere where they can get option. all get out of both Wade and Rondo's deal after one year. Yeah, so exa- exactly. This is just a rebuilding year. They're not going to get rid of the franchise guy if they're doing bad. Yeah. They would make no sense to do that. I, I think Butler will say. I'm trying to think of other guys that the Celtics could get. I don't think they can get a game-changing guy. protection. Nerlens Noel is on the table. Not that he would vault them in, but he's a big that can defend. And but he would be a backup rim. center for them, right? Yeah, but like on the fringes, like, what, what do they need? Another wing? Um, I would say, if anything, they need, like, big rim, man depth. They need rim protection. Yeah, and so, Nerlens Noel is the type of guy that could just inch this team closer to... That's fair. I think they can make it, a trade like that to add yeah. a depth and piece could, to help them They could throw needs. out one of their picks, and it doesn't have to be the Brooklyn pick. And the Sixers might bite because they know Noel and Okafor's trade values are low right now. Yeah. No, I, I could see that working out. But anyways, I'm pretty confident in that over. That's one of my top five surest bets is Boston over 51.5. Another one that I want to talk about is the Golden State Warriors, and I'm a little bit shocked at this over-under at 66.5. This is a team that won 73 games and just added one of the three, maybe one of the two best players in basketball to this to that team that just won 73 games. I know there's some concerns like, oh, what if they start resting, guys? It's like, you can give Curry or Durant a, a day off, and they're still such a dominant team. They could beat up on half of the kind of garbage teams in the league. I'm feeling pretty good about that over. I'm feeling comfortably over 66.5. Yeah, this is one of the ones where I wish this over-under was, like, 70 and a half because I would go under because mm-hmm. I think they're going to hit the 68 to, like, 70 range. But 66 and a half is just, like, I don't know if I want to put over on that because they could rescue. Someone could get hurt. We saw Curry wasn't maybe wasn't 100% for the finals. Yeah. So I, I, this was one I was tempted to, but I didn't pay. My, my argument for the under, not that I I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch this one just because it's so tough at the top of the, the league. And, you know, they're going to... Yeah, they're better than every team. The thing is, if someone gets hurt, like you said, then things come dicey. Obviously, they have three stars, but their bench is really, really thin. They have and Iggy, really and they good. have Livingston. And, and Patrick McCaw. Who's not that good. Patrick Wrong. McCaw is a rookie. You, is. Can, you cannot... He's the truth. <laughs> okay, well... We'll we'll see. The jury's still out on Patrick. He's going to be in the rotation. He's going to yeah. Be, he will, and that's not a good play thing. That a rookie needs to play. And he's going to have wide open three whenever he's yeah. on the floor. But so I mean, sixty-seven wins. You easily pencil in. But you know, the Warriors had a ridiculous amount of games last year where they seemed to like pull the wins out of their behinds, mm-hmm. where they'd be down by a lot and just went on some ridiculous run. Like they should be able to do that. They're the best team in basketball. That's 
no knock on them. That's what the but there's going to be some regression wrong. to the mean in close games, which but they, they were impeccably good. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't make you automatically a better close game yes, it team does. in terms of yes, overall does. statistics. Kevin it makes Durant you, it couldn't makes close out the Warriors himself. What makes you think he can close? It's hard to execute at the <laughs> end of games when every team is trying its best. It's how how hard is that to defend the Warriors when Curry, Durant, Draymond, and Thompson are on the floor? It's near impossible when yeah. teams are going to be giving their gonna best be having, effort at the end of the floor. You're going to have like wide open Clay Thompson threes because you just have to lock down Curry and Durant. So I'm tightly. just saying they made a lot of really tough shots in at close games last year, and some of them won't fall. So there's one source of wins dropping. The other source is a thin bench, and the third source is the, the fact that they're they're not going to go for the record. That's that's the thing that's fair. I'm not sure if they will if that's they why, get up. Like if they if they clinch the West at 64 wins, they'll are they resting so for really six, seven games. The question games? is like how comfortably can they win? Not only the West, they will really want the best record in the NBA. Not that the Cavs really will be challenging them, but you never know. If, if it's Cavs, close, if, if they'll, it's go, close, for it, they'll go for it. If it's like four or five, they're as not long try. as they have the best record in the NBA safely in hand, they will not be trying at the end of the season, which could influence that total. So four. Four factors. The other factor, the number one factor um, in their favor of breaking this, the common sense factor, or Occam's razor, simplest explanation is usually the truest, is that they have Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Yeah. And Andre Godala, not to cut out any former. Zaza Pachula, you cannot forget about him. And I can't wait till JaVale <laughs> McGee. Makes them gonna be lose the a playoff game. Not like, the it's team. not like them, they're going to lose this series. But JaVale McGee is going to do something really stupid they played Aaron, in a Anderson game. Aaron Jarrett Jarrett in the playoffs. Gonna, and it's gonna, he it's, probably didn't help It's going to be better. He was playing <laughs> minutes seven. in the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We don't need to talk about it. Okay. That's, that's it. <laughs> so um, the, you have uh, another pick you want to do? The Cavs over 56 and a half. They won 57. That's dangerous, They're man. a better team this year. What are your, what are your what, best what got bets, better? Man? What got better for them? What are your the... best bets? Your best bets are shady. What got better for the Cavs this year? They have I, don't, Dunleavy I don't agree that the is, Cavs will be bad. Is a sneaky good ad. Dunleavy is worth he's approximately a, no, zero he's extra He's a good ad. He's a good opinion. ad. Dunleavy is yeah, a, like he's a mm. good outside. I mean, they have basically everyone back beside Dunleavy. He's, like he's the new James Jones role. They still have James Jones I don't, too. I feel like this doesn't make a difference in terms they of their win shooters. total. I feel like it doesn't change very much. I think for me, I think least. they'll I think they're gonna hit 57, 58 well, again. That's reasonable. I, I'm, I'm and that's over. 57, 58 is over. So I maybe yeah. I agree with you. It's I wouldn't say it's a I don't think they're though. gonna get to sixty. It's gonna be think, it's I gonna think, be close, yeah. but you know, there's no way they win less than fifty five. For yeah. sure. Yeah. There's no. Yeah, way. I think that's a good. That's fair. That's fair. I think the other thing is they're they're another content. Candidate for getting some wing depth. That's the one thing they've sorely missed because Iman Shumpert has never really fit the bill. Yeah. So they're always going to be in the lookout they're, they're for, adding, make, they're, they're for adding. They're going to make a trade. So the there's very likely that they will make a trade, and yeah. that will hopefully help them despite looking at their current makeup, their roster. That's fair. I'm, I'm with you on the over for that. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm, maybe I'm not as confident as you are in that over, but I'd still. It's still an over. If I'm going to bet on that one, I would take the over. Um, another one I want to talk about is the Philadelphia 76ers, and this one I think might be one of the easiest bets to make as an under. 27 and a half is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> um, the thing is, I don't know if this was these over-unders were made prior to Ben Simmons' injury. It, it wouldn't even matter for me. He's if, out, ben what, Simmons, if Ben Simmons was healthy, it would be maybe close. They could sneak into 25, 26 wins with 
Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and the rest of their guys. They got guys. 10 wins. They got t- if they double their win total, they're still 20. seven and a half the, behind this. this. You know, I think a fair win total happen. for this team is 19 or 20 wins. Yeah. So this so, seems to me like a ridiculously easy bet. And as constructed with their lack of any shot creation outside of their maybe three players, and that's um, Joel Embiid, Jaleel Okafor, and... I put in Dario Saric because he's a secondary playmaker, sure. I, but not really. See, yeah. Like, this team is bad. Now, they're not last year bad. They're not two years ago bad, but they will not win 27 games. Unless, and they, they, I'm they, not sure if they'll win 20 games. Two. They might win 20 games. So I think this is this seems like a pretty easy bet. If I'm making, if we're doing surest bets, this one is yeah. right up there with yeah. one of the surest bets that I've got. Um, another team I want to talk about is the... The Denver Nuggets, and I think this one might be a little bit sneakier. Um, they're over 35? under. They're under. Yeah, they're over under instead of thirty four and a half. And I think this team actually got like a decent amount better. Look, look at them what they did last year. Last year, this team won thirty three games. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, they could do this. this they yeah. could do this. They got better. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize how many they won. I didn't realize how many they won last year, despite being a mediocre. Team. And Mike Malone is a very good he, coach. He got out of Sacramento, which was really good for his career. <laughs> um, but just looking at what he did with when he was with the Warriors, he was an excellent coach with the Warriors, and I think he's really starting to get something going in Denver. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're that good. Can they push? 38, 39, maybe even 40 wins? Yeah, I could see it. They have a decent... I mean, you do look at the play of Kenneth Reed, who there's always a talk about trading him, but he's still a very good player. Gary yeah. Harris is another year He's improved a lot, yeah. Uh, I mean, Nick, Nikola yep. Jokic is good. Chan- he's really good. good. Nikola Jokic, yeah. we all saw the Olympics. How N- good this Nikic is pretty good. I mean, they have Jameer Nelson as a backup. Moutier is going to improve. Moutier is supposed to improve. Mike Miller will hit a game-winning three at some point there this season. <laughs> so there, there you go. I think, I think that's a good bet. All right, yeah. I'm glad we're in agreement on that one. Yeah, that one, I was kind of surprised. I was, looked at it at first. I was like, you I'm like, really, 35? And you look last year, it's like, I mean, they got 33 last year. You, you can't underestimate every year about the Nuggets. No matter how bad they are, they have the best home court advantage True. in the league. They get half their games at home. Yeah. yeah big, so. big stuff in Denver. Um, another the, team. Yeah, those back-to-backs in Denver, man, that'll kill you. It kills you. you. It kills you. Oh, yeah. Uh, another team I want to talk about, the Milwaukee Bucks. Again, I'm not sure when these were made, granted in regards to injury news, but the Bucks are set at 39 and a half. We also heard that Chris Middleton is going to miss a fair amount of time this year. I'm not sure exactly how much, but a good chunk of the season. That seems like a pretty safe under to me. That's Unless a, they can dump Greg Monroe and get it's a flawed shooter. team. It's a flawed if they can get team. a shooter for Monroe, that's the only way they'd beat that. I, so, I don't see it. I just what what if Thon Maker is Well, here's really good. here's the scenario. <laughs> here's a scenario. They start I'm totally off, sarcastic with They that. start off kind of hot. You know, just, you know, good enough, and someone thinks something is good, and they dump Monroe for a desperate shooter because there's a mandate to snag an eight seed in the playoffs. Maybe. That scenario happening is unlikely. This team, they, this, just, they don't have shooters. This but team gets I'm, seven we're all, wins we're better. We're all in on point Giannis. You know, they, they're not seven wins better. Yeah, this seems like a pretty easy under to me. Uh, yeah. I like point Giannis. Giannis is fun, but the rest of the team is just, it's flawed, man. They have just... It's just I don't know where the pieces fit. It seems I'm not like sure they're what trying their to shooting guard situation like a is. Lanky team of point guard. Like I don't even know what they're. They just traded for Michael Beasley. That doesn't help anything. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. Um, that seems like a, weird. an easy under. Do any of you guys have Houston? Uh, Houston Houston's actually forty one and a half. So I the problem is like. Over. They hit, yeah, they made D'Antoni, the Western Conference uh, Finals two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, they they won forty one last year, and what? did they and get the, better? They won't be worse they than last Howard. year. Though. Offensively, they're going to be the second highest scoring team. In they're the going to give up one hundred and twenty points a game. But they're, they're going to be so the second bad. highest scoring team in the league. I think they'll team. hit forty three. 
Like I could see over. it. I could. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not against the over. I wouldn't put it as one of my surest bets, just because that defense is going to be one of the worst defenses in the league. Let's be. Let's be honest. I mean. Oh, but Mike D'Antoni doesn't care about defense. Yeah, exactly. They're just going to try to shoot the lights out against every team. Um, and I'm not sure how much adding Eric Gordon and Ryan Anderson really helps to it that. Helps their offensive shooting and their spacing. Oh, but the, Eric Gordon's not that good. Like he's. Oh, I don't know about Eric Gordon, but Ryan Anderson. Ryan Anderson had a down year. Can you year? Ima- try guarding know. the lineup of Anderson? Harden, Gordon, Ariza, and... Who's it? Clint Capella. Monty Junis? Clint Capella. Clint Capella as yeah. a rim protector, just for... And a roller. For I actually like Clint Capella as a guard, Can you player guard player. a Harden-Capella pick and roll? No, because it has Harden. <laughs> no, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Harden's very that good. That team... I, it's gonna, he's going to get them around 500 himself. This team will be the second or first, maybe first scoring efficient or offensive rating per 100 possessions. Really? Second. It's a bold take. Oh, who else other than the Warriors? Yeah, yeah. The Cavs won't. The Cavs won't score at that rate just because of the style of play. Maybe the Clippers are in the conversation. I don't know. It, they have. It's. It'd be a similar thing. Yeah. I think they'd be close. But yeah. I. I don't know. I don't think that team got significantly better. I think they could be about what they were last year, which would be an under. Um, I just don't. I think. I don't gonna, know if that's a sure bet. I think for they're me. gonna blitz people with that offense. Yeah. They're going to catch some teams off guard and if James Harden even remotely buys in this year to defense like like 2 years ago lot. he wasn't that bad. Yeah. He was like fine. Yeah. If he gets back to that level I'm I think I'm with you. I think they they can get that over. Um all right, one last sure bet I've got is uh that I haven't talked about yet. Oh, I think we actually we talked about all. Um one other team I did want to talk about though is Chicago. I actually yeah yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one for me because thirty eight really and a half is like, that's are right. they gonna like continue like it, it, with 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 Rondo with Wade and with Butler like they should hit thirty eight and a half relatively like th- they hit what forty one this past year like that's a decent team in the East that's like the, they, they got forty two they got forty two last like, year like and they're better like they lost are they better Rose like no, Ro- they no lost they're, Rose not, they're, they're not, not better because Rondo is People. so bad. <laughs> Rondo's they, not going to shoot, though. He's going to distribute. Well, no, but here's the thing. Who? They have, <laughs> Butler. They and? Have, they have one yeah. shooter. Yeah. They have two shooters on this team. Nikola Heritage and Doug McDermott. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy, Butler, yeah. Jimmy Butler can shoot. We all know that. Can he? But he's, his career shooting numbers are not good. Uh, I don't he's know. He's a shooter shoot. in theory. Yeah, we don't actually. Like, is Jimmy Butler that good of three-point shooter? I, I know Wade and Rondo can. <laughs> he was in 2K. Yeah, okay, yeah. well, there's a lot of players that can shoot in 2K. Rondo, Rondo can shoot in 2K. That, you, can't, yeah. um, you can't leave Rondo open yeah. a 3-point line in 2K. No. I still think, though, like, with defense, like, they're, they're, they're the Rondo balls. and Wade are bad defenders at this point in their careers. Yeah. So is Miritich, and they need Miritich on, on the floor. floor. Or, Mc, or McDermott. McDermott is so horrible. slow. He's so slow. In yeah. transition, you can get... You oh yeah. get roasted. He's like he's not a horrible system defender, but in by any accounts of one-on-one or in any space... He's, He's gross. Yeah, it's. I don't think that team got better. If anything, I think adding Wade Rondo to that group, and I just don't think it. I don't think it fits. I don't think there's and anything there that makes that work. It doesn't fit with the coaching mentality yeah, of exactly. Fred Hoiberg, who's a pace and space guy. This is a team that maybe exactly five years ago, Tom Thibodeau would have been like, "Give me these guys." Right. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm not sure how if they got that much worse. That's why I didn't pick this as a sure. I don't bet. know if they got worse either. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like they could win 42 games again, and that's. A Pretty decent margin over that over yeah, under. That, that, that's the thing I half. think. It's like, like forty is like probably where like I'd right. pencil them in. Yeah, and that would be an over. So I I don't know what to do. Wade is decent team. enough, and we'll, we'll see. The, the the one one more I want to talk about Sacramento. Oh yeah, is at thirty two and a half, and <laughs> the Kings won thirty three last year. Like, 
like maybe I haven't followed basketball that much this offseason, but did, did, did they do anything in this offseason? They, they added, they added Derek a Temple, lot of centers. Anthony Tolliver, oh, Giorgio's Papagiannis, Scalabissier. <laughs> so it's basically, they're, they're going to, like, this is an under, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's an under. 20-something it wins It pains for me them. to say it because I love the Kings. Like, the Kings are not Boogie's so good. Boogie is, I think Boogie's the best center in the league. They should trade That's Boogie. a reasonable They're just wasting Boogie's career. Yeah, they are wasting And Ben Macklemore is going to leave. FYI, Boogie is one of the few players in the league that could potentially disrupt the type of offense the Warriors, the type of game plan the Warriors run. Just because he's such and an he's animal. he's toiling it away yeah. on a There have been multiple, team. like, the Cavs are going to trade for DeMarcus Cousin-Rovers over the past two years, and I've been okay with there, that. There are currently two players that the Warriors are very scared of in the Western Conference. And that is Carl Anthony Towns and Demarcus Cousins. Mm. There are other players I'm sure they don't like, like LeBron don't, James. Yeah, but Blake, he's not LeBron West. scares Blake them. Griffin. Blake scares them. Blake healthy plus Kawhi. Kawhi scares them if he had pieces. Russ, if he had something, scares him. Yeah. But in terms of big guys that just could totally destroy what they're doing, Boogie's a rare breed of that. Yeah. Um, but it's unfortunate that there's just no talent around him, and it's in yeah. such a mess of of a place to play in Sacramento. I don't feel great about that under because I think Boogie is so good that I think they could get in that 30-win range with him alone. They can beat up on some of the other not-great teams. Like, I think they're better than the Lakers or better than the The Pelicans. Lakers are going to improve, though. The other thing, their over-unders are like 24.5. That's still like eight, nine wins, but they're still like Ingram's going to be decent enough. Russell's going to get like, better. Russell's going to get better. They get Randall. Randall back. I think, I think there's Luke some growing Walton's pains. Luke Walton's gonna install some sort of offense. There will be growing pains. Like that's one I didn't pick at all. Yeah. I just think it's 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 an interesting one to talk. I, about. I I'm with you there. I put over question mark for that because I just I want it, I want it to happen. I want it to be fun. I want the Lakers to be a fun team because they have got fun young players. But I don't think they're quite at that stage yet where they're gonna. That's a it's a kind of an ambitious over under. Twenty four and a half is a lot of wins. That's a big jump in wins for that team. They're better. I think they'll get a little bit better, but I just don't think they're. They're quite there yet. Um, another one that I do want to talk about is the Memphis Grizzlies as well, because that's an interesting. Is group everyone group. still injured? That's the real question. Well, they added people. They added Chandler Parsons, Parsons which is and huge. There's one other guy they added. Can shoot. Yeah. Um, they brought Mike Conley back, which was yeah, big, big for them. That, that, uh, Gasol, if he's healthy, will be really the key. The thing is, this is a team that when healthy is like a five or six seed in the West, and they're yeah. I think they're they could be better. Than they that. could be a four seed. Yeah. Outside of the Clippers, Spurs, big and three of Conley, Parsons, Gasol is. Pretty yeah, damn and Zebo off the bench. Tony Allen's still competent enough to be a wing defender. Like, their pieces are there, but can they stay healthy for a year? Yeah. Um, they won 42 last year with that really injured. They were like probably the most injury-plagued team in the league. They won 42 last year. Their over-under's at 43.5. I feel kind of good about that over. good about Marc Gasol being healthy worth more than two wins? They can't be, they can't be more hurt than they were last yeah. year. And then they added Chandler Parsons. To me, that's worth at least two wins, yeah. and I, I feel okay about the over. I wouldn't put it as a sure bet, because I'm not sure how someone adding Parsons will fit, and also injured. they could get hurt. I think Zebo is going to regress even more. He's just getting older. His knees are just going to start falling apart. We saw it last year already. He was starting to drop off. I think that's going to be getting worse. Matt Barnes was actually low-key really big to what they were doing. He randomly would like drop a triple-double for them and just single-handedly take over a game. He's on the Kings now, so that won't be helping them out. I just don't I don't feel great about that over, but I feel okay about it. I think I think that's a reasonable there's, there's, I mean, for the over. They're really good about setting most of these over-unders where it's tough to pick over-under yeah. without 
feeling mad about like the only one that's like oh my god they're why did they set Philadelphia at 27 yeah, that, I'm with you there that that seems like the most ridiculous one to me I mean, people they're, they're are all, all in on the hype um yeah people are people are all in on the Sixers hype oh, oh people are also all in on the Jazz hype this might be the final team we yeah, talk the about the Jazz and I want to get to Portland those okay. are two teams that I think very like they're sneaky picks in the West not to like be like beat the Warriors but like Portland's like pretty good Portland Portland's not bad like they um, have a bunch of shooters and they have some nice big men like they, they picked up 44 they 40, wins last year with five The seed. only question I have about Portland is how they integrate Evan Turner. Not well. Yeah. Not well is going to be the answer to that. I Evan like Turner. Evan Turner. No. I'm a fan of his, and, you know, I appreciate what he's done to make his unique game work, but I do not think he helps the style of play the Portland Trailblazers play. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think that might go poorly for them, and there, there could be some problems adjusting him in. I don't know if they got that much better than their 44 wins last year. I think that's a reasonable mark for them to hit. 46 hit and a half again. is the over-under. It's a little high. Yeah. It's a little high. I'm not sure if they'll get there again. I would feel, if I'm going to have to pick one of those, I wouldn't pick, I would stay away from that one. If I had to pick on Portland, I'd take the under. Um, but, I mean, I could see the, I could see the over happening too. Utah, um, people are very high on Utah. I'm included in that. I think they're... Uh, it's they, seven and a half win They have no weakness on that team. Like, look oh, at that team. really deep. George Show me Hill the weakness. Fix their point guard ball. Hayward's going to be hurt to start the year. That doesn't. But help. Hayward, a really good but wing scorer and defender. They have rim protection. They have Gobert a guy that can really switch good. onto the perimeter and Derek Favors yep. and score. Gobert is a competent roller. They had Boris Dia too. Yeah. So this they have bench. Depth. They have bench playmaking. Like. They they have, they have Burks off the bench. I saw Joe Johnson. They, so they now have Joe clutch. Johnson, <laughs> Shelvin Mack. I mean, he'll do okay, something. Okay, no, no, that was one of the bad things. <laughs> Dante Exum. That's, that's fun. At some point, he that's could a, get good. Like that's another right. thing they're going to work him in the, about the next Kobe Bryant at some point. Yeah. And he, he won't have to start right away. He can develop under George Hill. I'm yeah. I'm pretty high on the Jazz. But all of that being said, they won 40 games last year. 47 and a half is a big big jump. I'm not and sure no, if they're going to no get that. No player they added is going to help them, is worth that many wins. Yeah. So you're kind of penciling in, this uh, is kind of like the Wolves, that everyone makes a collective yeah. jump, another year of playing together, have some good health. Gobert gets better, maybe. Yeah, I maybe mean, like, on offense, to, to be fair, like, with George Hill. George Hill is not worth seven wins, no. but... Boris Diaw isn't either, but what, you add them together. what they allow the Jazz to do uh, on offense, and as long as they uh, maintain their defensive integrity with... Maybe a, one of the best defending front courts in the league. Yeah, it's fair. That is fair. Yeah. Other than what? Would you Blake take? So what? What would you take? Would you take the over on forty-seven and a half? It's so. It's such a tough spot. Uh, good at setting these. Yeah, they are. I I would, for the record, I would take the over. I don't feel. Yeah. I don't feel great about it. That seems I don't like feel a good huge about, jump. I don't feel good about fifty, but like you say, forty-eight. That seems plausible. I really like that team. I really like Rodney Hood too. Like yeah, he's a good. He's a good bench scorer. A really solid two guard. Like, I see they're starting too. I don't know who they're. Starting they'll probably to start him and have Burks come off the bench. But yeah. I think Burks either is one also is good. And they still have Trey Burks. No, yeah, they don't have Trey. They Burke. don't have Trey Burke. They have Trey Lyles. They have Trey Lyles. Actually, not bad. What happened to Trey Burke? He's on the Wizards. He's bad. <laughs> he launches off the dribble threes into oblivion. He's, yeah, he's, he's I remember he, he was bad. like a top ten pick too, and he's, yeah, he's real. Bad. He went sixth. Yeah, yeah, he's not good. The NBA draft is just crapshoot. Oops. Um, yeah. All right, I, what would you take? Over or under forty seven and a half. I think I'm gonna go over. Just, all right, I like there's it. There's something about Gordon Hayward that just like. I don't he's know, I like him. He's, he's, is he the he's, okay? Is he the could good. he be the second best player on a championship team? Yeah. Really? Yeah. LeBron, LeBron Gordon, Gordon Hayward, and. And a rebounder? Yeah. Yeah. In a year yeah. where you're not facing the Warriors. Yeah, I mean... LeBron, Gordon, Hayward, and Aldridge? 
Yeah. No, but like, let's say if you put him with, let's say you add him to the Thunder, him and Russ. Him, they oh, could, him, Russ, they and could challenge again if, if you think that Adams makes the leap yeah. into a viable third candidate and Oladipo shoots. He's got to cut his hair first. <laughs> we didn't talk that much about the Thunder. Yeah, I don't we'll know about the Thunder. We'll just gloss over them really quickly is that they're penciled at a 45 and a half. Seems a bit high. a little high for a team that seems destined for 42 or 41 wins. Yeah. yeah. I really like Russ. I'm all in on the Russ experiment, but in terms of productivity, Russ He'll would have literally have to do... He'll have games where he missed 12 or 13 Russ would have shots. to do something superhuman to get this team over 500. Yeah, and I like Oladipo, too. Oladipo's a nice yeah. player, but... Be losing, losing Ibaka does hurt. Like, yeah, a lot. Who are they going to start at the four? Ursan Ilyasova? Roberson? It's not good. It's not good. Um... That seems a little high for me. I don't feel great about it because I don't like the bet against a team with Russell Westbrook to drop yeah. off by over 10 wins. Yeah. But losing Durant yeah. hurts so much. I would probably we take the We saw under. when this team didn't have Durant, it was about a 500 team. Nothing significantly has happened that says otherwise. Yeah. Unless Steven Adams turns into a, a real, like, two-way force, which he showed He kind of did in the playoffs. He showed glimpses of it against the Warriors in games one through six. I'm not sure if that will keep up. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to wait and see. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun NBA over under talk. We're Great really stuff. excited for the season. Um, I think it's starting next week. Yeah, next yeah, Tuesday, next, right? Next yeah, Tuesday, twenty fifth. I want to say. Yeah. So, you know, we'll be talking a lot about the NBA and sports was after dark. It's one of my favorite sports, and I think it's very entertaining. So, be prepared for more. And now it's time for the lightning round. All right. Uh, Matt McHugh and Ari Ross have both appeared in the lightning round this season. Ari Ross did lose to Henry Demore. And Matt McHugh, a close one, won I believe. I beat Parker against Johnson. Parker yeah. Johnson, a freshman in his rookie debut. Um, for a refresher, for those who don't know, if you don't know, I don't know why you don't know. If you've been listening, <laughs> if you're a first time listener, that's fine. Um, it's a series of it's a news sports news quiz of ten questions for each contestant. Uh, they increase in difficulty and value. So there are three easy questions worth one point each, three medium questions worth two points each, three hard questions worth three points each, and a Philly sports special, which is worth four points each. There are two... There's a there's a rapper question of the week in the second set of questions, and there's the Landon Donovan question of the week in the first set of questions. Both of those are hard. Um, traditionally, we do rock, paper, scissors to determine who gets to choose. Matt McHugh cracking his knuckles for the biggest battle of the night. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Mm. All right, so Ari Ross wins with paper. Tough um, L, Do you want to go first or second? So I chose to go second last time, and I lost. The first part of questions was easier, but I think it's always the move to defer, so I'm going to defer again. Defer, so you know what you have to do. So Matt yeah. McHugh will have the land of Donovan question of the week. Um, let's get it started here with an Wait, easy... Wait, so I'm going, I'm going first? You're going first. I don't get that. Okay, okay. Easy right. question for Matt McHugh, starting off with soccer, getting it oh, out of the no. way. <laughs> Who scored twice as Barcelona defeated Manchester City 2-0 in the Champions League on Wednesday? Lionel Messi. That is correct. Oh, it's lit! Let's go. It is an easy question. <laughs> I know that guy. So, Lionel Messi scored... Um, their next easy question, this is easy, which okay. running back leads the NFL in yards so far after 157 yards on Sunday? Uh, Zeke Elliott? Yes, that is correct. So two points out of two, Matt McHugh. Okay. Well done. Uh, I think you know this one. Who hit the game-winning home run against the Cubs on Sunday in game two of the NLCS? Miggy, Miguel Montero. No, no, no. 
No, you misheard the question. Yeah, he hit the game-winning home run. Against the Cubs on yeah. Sunday in oh, against Game the Cubs. 2 of oh. the NLCS. Does he get that? I'll give you a chance. I, I, it's I, one I, point, so I thought I you said for no the Cubs. Uh, my bad. Uh, game 2, who hit the home run? Agons. That is correct. Agons. Um, that was Kershaw. All right, Ross, do you want to give it to him or not? It's up to you. He can take it. All right. I knew we'll it. I didn't if, know if that it. Happens if it comes, me. it's a debatable point. It's yeah, a conditional it's a debatable point. point. I, I, I did right. know the answer. Uh, I know you fair. knew it. So. If we tie, it goes to me. Uh, we'll, we'll do all right, it. All right. All right. So next, if we tie. Uh, medium question, which ranked team defeated Tulsa after a goal line stop on the last play of the game? Oh, boy. This oh. is college football. I didn't watch any Saturday. college football on Saturday. I didn't yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a problem. Neither, neither of us, us watched any college football oh, on Saturday because we were in Michigan I didn't, State. Oh, that's great for me. Yeah. Not great for you guys. No, it's not because I have no. Right, who plays so Tulsa? Um, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. No, it was Houston. I knew that. 38 to 31. Oh. Got away with one. Guess, All right. Yeah. Next medium oh. question. Uh, which two Indians, Cleveland Indians, homered on Monday against the Blue Jays oh. in the ALCS? Oh. So glad I didn't get this one. Um, so to be clear, Monday Indians. Which game? That runs. was game three. Yes. Game three in Toronto. In Toronto. Oh boy. I know which two they. Um, Francisco Lindor. No. Nah. It was Napoli, Mike Napoli, and Jason Kipnis. Yep. Oh, Kipnis. All right. So next medium question. Still going here with three, maybe three points. Lindor was a good guess. Uh, who yeah. caught two touchdown passes from Tom Brady as the Pats steamrolled the Bengals? James White? That is correct. Good job. Way to get He's on my fantasy receivers. bench. Smart. So no, five, not smart. Okay. Not <laughs> Should have started him. <laughs> um, five points here. On to the hard questions. Okay. Some of these are hard. Uh, which tennis player has been suspended eight weeks and fined for throwing away a match in Shanghai less than one week after getting his first career title? Ooh. He's a, I'll give you a hint. It's, it's like a really fiery tennis player. He's Australian. He's pretty young. I don't know Australian Nick players. Nick Kyrgios. Nope. Kyrgios. Not a guy. Kyrgios. Not right. a guy. Uh, here comes a hockey question hard. Oh, Who scored his 500th oh, career no. goal for the – he's on the Blackhawks. I don't know if he had them all with the Blackhawks. I should I should know. As they defeated the Flyers 7-4. to four. So 500th career goal. Marion Hosa? That is correct. Ooh. Good job. So hard question. Eight points for Matt McHugh. Maybe seven, maybe seven. We, it might be seven. Depends on the tie break. Depends, Depends on the tie we'll, break. We'll do a tie break. Here comes the Landon Donovan question of the week. Oh, it's, I got this. this uh, Landon Donovan made his first start on Sunday since the 2014 MLS Cup final Goat. in terms of starts against which team that's at the bottom of the Western Conference in the MLS? San Jose Earthquakes. No, that is a team in the Western <laughs> Conference. Incorrect. It's the Houston Dynamo. Oh wow, that was gonna be. I, I, I that tri- was your guess. Oh, you I mean, that, had it. Uh, no. Here comes the Philly <laughs> sports. Like the two, two Here's the Philly now. sports special. Happen. Who earned a nomination for NFL Rookie of the Week after his kickoff return for a touchdown against Ooh, the Redskins? Oh, I know this. Darn it! I might have done well in these questions. There is an NFL rookie named on the Eagles named Carson Wentz. It was not him. It was not Carson Wentz. That's a that's a good hint. Thank you for that. Let's steal the Philly sports special. Oh. That'd be that'd be lit. We'll we'll take that under consideration. Doriel Green Beckham. Not a rookie. Nice. Good no. guess. This was <laughs> Wendell Smallwood. Yep. Oh, yeah. Ari Ross. So eight points, maybe seven. Okay. We'll that's see. Still, not still bad. Still well done, getting Mary Okay. Osa. All right. And uh, I wouldn't have got. I would have gone with Tup Taves and uh, yeah. been wrong. Yeah. All right, so I don't know very many. Seven no. or eight yes, points to tie. Okay. Hopefully, it's just a clear win, and we don't yeah. have to get into the semantics. We'll see. Yes. We'll see. Uh, 
first easy question, which two players swapped teams in the NBA between the Bulls and the Bucks? Michael Carter-Williams and Tony Snell. Correct. Big so trade. one easy question. <laughs> uh, which power conference ruled against expansion this week? The Big 12. That is correct. Two easy points. Was anyone else surprised by that quick offshoot? A little bit. No. I, thought th- I thought they were And here's a to. question that's, you know, I maybe I shouldn't have put this in here, but... Which two players hit back-to-back home runs for the Cubs on Saturday in Game 1 of the NLCS? Matt McHugh named one of them. Yeah. Miguel Montero and Dexter Fowler. Yeah. That is correct. All right, so three out of three. Good job, Ari Ross. Taking care of business. Yeah. Here's your soccer question. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Uh, Hugo Lloris made an incredible goal-line save for which team to preserve a draw in the Champions League on Tuesday against Bayer Leverkusen? I don't even know who's in the Champions League at this point. Um, so, like, the easiest guess is Manchester United. Good guess. It was an English team. It is my favorite club, Tottenham Hotspur. Ooh, I should have um, guessed Should have guessed. All right. Next medium question. What did Steven Hauschka, Will Lutz, and Nick Novak all have in common in the NFL this week? Did they all miss extra points? No. Good guess. They all hit game-winning field goals in the last two oh. minutes or at the end of a, a game. I probably, would, I probably would have guessed that. So, if yeah. you... Yeah, that's a good guess, yeah. but if you think about it, yeah. Hauschka, Will, Seahawks, I knew Will Lutz hit one. Will Lutz, I forgot Saints, Hauschka. and Novak, Char- yeah. um, sorry, Texans Tex- over yeah. the Colts. Over the so, Colts, yeah. tough yeah. one, maybe if you thought, but yeah. it's okay. Uh, still at three points. Next, medium question. I think you might get this. Who defeated the Sparks in Game 4 of the WNBA Finals oh. to force a winner-take-all Game 5? Was it the Minnesota Lynx? That yeah. is correct. So there you go, five points. Big stuff so coming up. So any one of these... Ties you with Matt McHugh. Okay. All right. Who caught the game-winning touchdown for the Jacksonville Jaguars as they defeated the Bears? He is a former Eagle. Let it be known. Well, it's not the guy who I was thinking of. Uh, He's a bit of a no-name. That's why it's a hard question. Yeah, because... Oh, so that's not him. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Cause All right. Do you not know? Alan Hearns? Good that was guess. It's get. Aurelius Ben. Oh. Yeah. I no saw it on Twitter. Yeah. And Hasn't he been around forever? Didn't he go no. to Illinois? No. He did go to Illinois. He's like, Big Ten. Has he not been around forever? He's been around for a while. He's just was bad. he on the Bucks a few years ago? He was on the, Might have been. I he was he was on the Eagles on the, for a year and yeah. didn't play. Yeah, he's not good. All right. So next hard question. Who scored the game-winning goal for the Colorado Avalanche um, in overtime over the Penguins? I think I know this one. There's no way. Um... I don't I, know if I do. I have no idea. Do you know? I know one player on the Avalanche. It's Nathan McKinnon. No, this was Gabriel Landeskog. Oh. Yeah, there was no chance. So this is, uh, I have to admit that the Philly Sports Special is a hockey question. But before we get there, it's the rapper question of the week. So this oh is God. your chance. I'm doomed. This is your How's chance. How's your rapper knowledge? So Zero. You just, just take your time and think carefully. Pitbull is I should have gone first. I liked your question. Here we go. Which Diamond Certified and Grammy Award winning artist... Diamond certified means you've sold over 10,000 units of an album. So I would have heard of him. So yeah, he's he's famous. Joined Skip Bayless and Shannon oh, Sharp know. on Undisputed as oh. a regular contributor. I know this one. I have no idea because I don't watch this show and I will never watch this well, show. I think, I think it's getting a little hot Do you want to take your right. time and give a guess? I can't believe you mm. said that, Matt. You can't say these things. I didn't even did hear what he said. You not hear what he said? <laughs> no. All right, just to, just to give you a chance, he said it's getting a little hot in here, Ari. <laughs> I my music knowledge. All right, oh. <laughs> Ari Ross takes a major L for this one. After the hit from Matt, it's getting hot here. Is a song from 
Nelly. Tough. Sorry, this was a tough set of. I questions thought you were gonna get you. it, but that would have just been a dream. Maybe you'll win. You can leave. <laughs> if anyone heard Matt McHugh, you could leave. Wow, Matt McHugh with two, just. I should have gone with the first set of questions. Well, here's a Philly sports special. Maybe you know it. I don't think you do. Which flyer, Philadelphia Flyer, oh, scored done. two goals in the 7-4 loss to the Chicago Blackhawks on Tuesday? It's not Claude Giroux. It's not Wade Simmons. It's not Jakob Voracek. I can't name a guy on the Philadelphia right. Flyers, well, so I'm, I, I'll take the L. It's Matt Reed. Yeah. Uh, I would tough have... week for Ari Ross. I think you, you you knew your sports this weekend. You got you got a tough set, unfortunately. It's not you know, it's not a it downgrade. Happens. You'll 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 take some L's for not knowing Nelly. Hey, after the Indians hearing. are going to the World but Series. Hey, I am cool. Ari, Ari an Ross L is, is happy. Matt McHugh is happy. Do you mind? This song is called "The Champ" by Nelly. <laughs> I guess we're all champions here at Sports Force After Dark. I've been Alex, uh, with Matt McHugh and Ari Ross. Uh, thanks for listening.